Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and I am joined again with my bros, Ryan Eliopoulos and Sparks Witty, and we are here to talk about Summer Games Fest Part 2. And our original video had to be split into two parts because our computer decided to crap out right in the middle of it, so uh, yay, technical problems. But we're here to talk about the rest of the trailers that we that a lot of people are rated to are talking about. So let's go ahead and just dive right back into the let's shall we say go into the soup or into the juice? Ooh, I don't know about a soup. I don't know if I want to swim in a soup. Dive into the stream. Yeah. Dive into the stream. That sounds pretty good. Let's dive into the yeah. stream, y'all. Why don't we? Stream. Yeah, let's wh- do that. Why don't we dive into the most violent stream of all time? Oh, first. Lord. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. 1. Um, yeah. Hey, y'all. Some people might be saying, wait a minute, y'all. Mortal Kombat 11 came out. Why is it called Mortal Kombat 1? It's because of time travel, baby. And big multiverse nonsense happens. And the world got destroyed. And fire god Liu Kang had to recreate the world. Uh, and instead of starting from scratch, he's like, what if I just like kind of do the Mortal Kombat 1 again, but a little <clears> different? <throat> and that's totally fine. Because, you know, not everyone could be, uh, could be a creative genius. Liu Kang likes to punch a lot. Uh, I just think this looks like a great... A great sequel. Uh, the combat's a lot uh, floatier. Like, uh, uh, there's a lot more uh, uh, opportunities for juggles, for combos. Um, the cameo system looks really cool. This is gonna like double the amount of fatalities and X-ray moves and combos you can do. Uh, it allows you to implement other people's abilities with your own powers. So let's say you want to teleport using Kenshi's ability, but you're not Kenshi. So you play as Johnny Cage with Kenshi as your cameo, and you get his teleport. It's really, really, really cool shit. Uh, I think visually. It looks incredible. What do you guys think about this one? Well, visually, this look this game looks stunning. I mean, I've been saying that about every single Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat Nine, like when they did the big revival of Mortal Kombat, and a lot in like Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat Eleven, they all look visually amazing, and just it keeps getting the Mortal Kombat games just keep 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 getting better and better with the brutality and just with the the jumping graphics with every single new generation. The game looks absolutely stunning. But even I actually love how it's going back now. This game was going back to Mortal Kombat's roots in a way mm-hmm. where it's not like Mortal Kombat 9 where it's like, hey, let's reboot. Let's just reboot the series. But we're going to do time travel stuff. It's just like Liu Kang is God. Yeah. And I think that's really awesome. And also just like watching this um, footage with him fighting Scorpion and his fire moves, the fire moves and the particle effects look spectacular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, they, that's the thing with like this generation. Like graphics will always get better, but like particle effects they will like those explosions those like those combustions will look just they look so it's like so good yeah they do and also i i know what i'll be playing if i do when i do play this game and i play as if i play as luke king i'm gonna be just be yelling honor honor because he i get it he's a fire god but it looks like he's fire bending and it looks rad oh sure absolutely <clears throat> yeah yeah i think this looks like it's a really solid direction for them to be taking it um you know <sighs> especially having to uh dodge i think feeling too similar to nine beholding um like they've given themselves just enough room to change things up um i think introducing the cameo system was a really smart decision at this point Mm -hmm. in the franchise uh Mm -hmm. i think it's going to make play feel brand new in a way where mortal kombat hasn't necessarily uh changed its its game that much uh to that extent and so this is this is a whole new 
dynamic that you're going to be able to bring in that's going to do things like this, which just looks exceptional. Yeah, I'm I'm super into the story of like, you know, I do like Luke King doesn't want to like erase all of his friends. So like, you know, he rewrites reality and like, hey, I'm giving everybody a chance, including the villains. I'm giving everybody a chance to we're starting fresh. But of course, obviously, it's Mortal Kombat, so people got to be bad. People got to get, you know, speared into the ground on fire, cut in half with... Man, this game, we can't watch this anymore because it's too violent. We'll get, we'll get demonetized. <laughs> all, 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 the viol- all the violence. Yeah, uh, all the, the, the blood and gore. So um, for Gummer's Summer Game Fest, there was a, a bunch of people have been playing the game, and there is a bunch of uh, gameplay online to watch, and there's a bunch of fatalities out there, and man, this game... Like, obviously, like, Mortal Kombat's always been good, but, like, this, there's something about this one, man, that's like, oh, man, ooh, ooh, spicy. I'm really, uh, I'm really jonesing for it. Not, not only that, because we mentioned earlier how Liu King, he changed it, uh, but he didn't, like, completely erase the old and brought the new. He kind of built on top of the new. There was a clip uh, a few minutes from now, like, in this trailer, where you see Melina on a chair and her teeth start going all gnarly. Yeah. So... I kind of like how NetherRealm and the developers and the story writers, they're like, okay, we have these characters. We know they're going to end up a certain way, but let's play with the origins a little bit on how they get that. Like Melina, and if now, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but Melina, she was just like grown in a laboratory. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a clone. She's an evil clone of Katana. Yeah, and this one it looks like she was she was actually born. She had a life. She was she was queen essentially, and she's fighting Katana. And there's a line in the trailer where she's like, "You're after my throne." Yeah, but she, Melina might have a sickness. She might have a, uh, an illness that gets her all like gnarly and vampirish. Like, yeah, yeah, and vamp and vamp and monsterish. The thing that's really and, interesting is that Shao Kahn, like like the big villain for Shao Kahn, he is like the instigator for a lot of these things happening. So like the fact that he's not in here. The fact that, like, the main villain of the MK universe isn't here, like, the Thanos isn't here, it allows every character to to change in a way that's very interesting. Like, again, like, Melina not being a clone, being a real character, uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero being brothers. Like, that's really cool mm-hmm. shit. Like, that's really interesting stuff. So, like, I'm just so excited. You know, MK has never, ever let me down with the story mode. So, like, you know. I'm really interested in the story if we're going to get any amount of, like, kind of whether it's like you as an audience are supposed to be or the narrative wants to interrogate Liu Kang's decisions. Yes. Because like Raiden guided things, but he didn't shape things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. now that Liu Kang has shaped things, uh, I, I think there could be a questioning of like who who Liu Kang decides to let have a shitty life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And who Liu Kang decided has a better life. See, exactly. That's what I'm talking about because like none of these people know that their lives have been rewritten until right. Luke, until until maybe Luke King tells them this, right? But, like, why, what makes Luke King the guy to, to choose this life for everybody? Which is a very interesting thing to think about, yeah. Because, um, again, villains are like, you still put me in the villain role. I didn't get a better life, Luke King. Uh, right. That's actually very, very interesting. I like that. Well, moving on from some uber-violence to... Oh, I gotta go down the playlist. Sorry, y'all. One second. Why don't we take a train ride? A sweet, sweet little train ride. Choo choo. Choo choo. Okay. Uh, I, I've always wanted a little, uh, like one of those train table, like a whole table of like, here's my train village oh, that yeah. goes around. And uh, I realize that that will never ever happen because I will <laughs> never have the space nor the resources to do so. It's um, an expensive hobby. It is. Uh, but I think it's a cool one. Like the idea of like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, with endless resources and endless space, absolutely, I would have one. I think that would be really fun. Um, but that's just not realistic. So the fact that there will be this game that can fill that hole, essentially, 
I think is really great and yeah. really charming. I, I, what a genius idea. Frankly, I'm surprised it hadn't been thought of before. Yeah, there's definitely been this. Um, it reminds me of this game called Townscaper, yes. where it's kind of like a minimalist, like, hey, just have fun building mm-hmm. a town. Because uh, there are definitely, like, ri- there's, I played Rail, I don't know why I played this, but Railroad Tycoon. Like, there's the Roller Coaster Tycoon game. Mm-hmm. They made a, a train version of it, like old school, like 1800s train shit. So I'm like, the idea of, like, building train stuff is cool, but, like, to have it be a little uh, less limiting, I definitely hit loop on here, you liar. Yeah, uh, you did. To have you it did. be a little less limiting and just being like, hey, build your tracks, you know, connect things together, get some money. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a complex game. It's more about, like, just have a fun time, man. Well, and I think, like, yeah. also to to that extent, like, you were referencing, like, the roller coaster game, like, this is designed to be that thing. Like, the, the table set up, the thing you go and you purchase a little... It is designed to evoke that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, its, in its way. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, oh no, I was just gonna say, um, I actually, I... I really like the art style, how everything is still, like, pixely, like, 8-bit pixely, kind of like Minecraft graphics in a way. Yeah, yeah. And also, I also was going to agree with Sparks, because when I was a kid, there was a hobby shop close to where I lived, and I just walked in, and I just saw, because they had this huge table set up with just trains just going around, and I just want to sit there and watch. And I could have sat there and watched for, like, an hour or so, but my parents being my parents, they're like, okay, let's go, let's go. And the only train set I really played with as a kid was mostly my Thomas the Tank Engine train set. Like, the, the wooden mm. ones that you get to build your, your track and yep. you got to play around with oh, that. Because yeah. yep. I had that. I had a few other train sets growing up. But this is... I say this is a really good alternative. Because like you said, Sparks, we're never going to have the money or the space to make those giant-ass tables. And this does look like a very chill, meditative game that's just like, hey, if you like trains, you like building train villages, go buck wild. I Here love, you go. I love, because I will probably most likely always be this amount of uh, poor most of my life. I love digital real estate. I love Animal Crossing. I love Stardew Valley. I love games that let you build a town or do things. I'm like, man, like architecture is cool. I'll never be able to build a building or build a train set or build a roller coaster. It's like, I love those types of games. I think it's great. Uh, and again, this is from like the cozy, like the cozy stream, uh, the cozy dev stream. And it's just a bunch of games that are just wholesome. The wholesome dev stream. Excuse me. Yeah, wholesome, wholesome direct. Yeah. It's just a bunch of games like this for two hours. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Uh, I love a, game, a world where we can have Mortal Kombat and train set simulator. Yes. Ooh. Let's move on to a cool-looking time, but I would, don't know if I'd call it a good time. Mm. Uh, let's loop, talk about Leica, Age Through Blood. Sparks, you picked this one. I think this looks pretty cool. Tell me about it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I I really love this design. There's something about it in the gameplay that evokes uh, Metal Slug to me, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of the Metal Slug franchise, and so kind of translating that into this desert coyote apocalypse setting really, really works for me. Um, I think the idea of, of tra- traversing the levels on the motorcycle oh, and then sick. having your shotgun is a really cool idea. There's um, particular sequences where, like, you'll see them speed by an enemy and then just turn back and shoot them with the shotgun. And the boss fights, uh, these big skull-faced creatures, they look really cool. Like giants, like flying just snakes. Just all the design stuff. Yeah, there it is. Uh, all the design stuff is really, really great. I, I think this looks really unique and yeah. fun. It's, it takes itself, like, very seriously, which generally games that look like this are kind of usually more lighthearted. So it's really cool that, like, hey, we are doing, you know, like a... a uh, not not furry. I don't know what the, what the word is like, but like you know, uh, animal based, anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Thank you, anthropomorphic based, um, very serious Metroidvania. Uh, they're calling it a motorvania because you are like a coyote on a motorcycle. Uh, that's just really cool. It looks great. Uh, I'm definitely with you, Sparks. I'm mm-hmm. just really cool. Anything anything it, on this one, Ben? Oh yeah, it definitely is different because of the motorcycle. Like 
it reminds me of this one game where you're I forgot what it's called, but it's just like it's a very physics based motorcycle trials. game. Trials. You have that's it. it exactly. There's been a lot of trials comparisons with this game, but with combat in it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but because when I first saw this, I'm like, oh the motorcycle's cool, but then I saw the combat, yeah. I was like, hmm. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that because obviously when I see these, when I hear Metroidvania, when I hear these type of games, you're just like moving. It's just like you're on your two legs, you're moving normally. If there's a vehicle, the vehicle's only in there for certain aspects of the game. But this actually is very, it's not like Trials where it's like, you know, you have to get over these crazy jumps. You have to hit the, you have to like make sure you get these areas just right. I mean, you're probably going to have to. I bet there'll be some of that. And, it's going to be some of it, but it's not going to be as crazy as Trials. No. But also you've got the RPG elements of upgrading your weapons. You have to explore. You have to try and find your, I am assuming, your son. And the monster designs and That's even it. the the world itself, it's like a post-post-apocalyptic world where there's like some sort of society going on. But there's obviously a government in place that's very oppressive. They're horrible people. I They're nazi-esque essentially oh yeah, yeah, yeah i think and hold this, on, i think that was I like mean, a, also a, was that a vulture hold yeah, on it's like they're like desert birds versus coyotes oh sweet yeah and i will oh say, yeah, yeah. And, also, and also the art style is just fantastic the art style the oh yeah you and also it's that's a, very a that's a nazi game. that's a nazi oh yeah Look at that. oh yeah totally totally they're they're not good people they're not good birds um but yeah, this art, I mean, this game does look great. It looks absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and the other thing just to highlight about it is that I'm glad it's not just like, you know, making the Metal Slug comp, the just playing through the levels. There's also this like traverse through town, like there's slow down moments where oh, you're yeah. unlocking story bits. And I'm glad that that's in here, too. It's not just all level, level, level. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the demo is available as of right now. So there you go. Happy, nice. happy 19th of June. Moving on to... Why do you keep doing this to me? Moving on to Ben's favorite for, uh, video game genre. The horror genre. Uh, they made October specifically for you, Ben. This is Ludo. Uh, ben, uh, ben uh, Sparks, you also put this one on here, but you know, I do yes. love me a spooky game. Tell me about this one where you're trapped in your own house. Well, I really wanted to highlight this one because I think it's always going to be a shame we can't make Ben play PT. Yes. So um, I'm glad <laughs> that there's something that might just be giving us a similar experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the, the atmospheric spooky vibes. Uh, it seems like something where Ben will have just a terrible time. It's happening yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Look, this does not look like fun times to me. Just, even when you get that that creepy figure standing up of the painting, and then they just just morph or just they phase back in. <laughs> yeah, they phase back into said painting. Um, not looking forward to this one. It looks like you discover like in your basement, like an underground yeah. thing, and it's like, oh, yeah. murders happened here. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, I'm in my own house. Kinda I'm trapped like in my own house. I can't get out of my house. Barbarians. Yeah. And there's a creepy, spooky, uh, creepy, spooky stuff just happened downstairs. I don't like this. This isn't fun. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm always a big fan, especially during the spooky season. Uh, the first person adventure horror games. I love those type of games. Um, let's move on to Angad. Let's talk about some, some fencing. We love some fencing, don't we? We love some rapiers. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this one, Sparks. I think this seems very up the alley for people who like um, Three Musketeers, Puss in Boots, that that kind of uh, that kind of genre of uh, of like swashbuckling. It gives me like and, Zoro vibes. Yeah, and and doing that kind of fencing, but like you've got the you know um, 
they they show they have this voice actor and you can hear a lot of her in the trailer. So very um, charming. You, you know that she's got like a lot of quips. She's gonna have a lot of personality, which I think is really good. Um, I think. There are two things that stand out to me are that the system looks like it's really fun for doing the swashbuckling. It looks like it it looks like it's going to play very well just on site. Um, and then it's the use of environments, mm -hmm. uh, the way that you can utilize like dropping chandeliers, pots, uh, throwing things onto cannons and making them launch at people like that all looks very, very good. Yeah. And if it plays as well as it looks, I think it's a really fun time. And I love the design. I think the art looks incredible. Yeah. Just going off, off the, the little bit of a, like, um, UI we see of how the game works. It looks like it's like a, um, like a rock, paper, scissors system. Cause if you see someone slashes and there's a circle or someone slashes with an X, mm -hmm. and I think that's either how you, you parry or repose and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool. I love, I love the, um, you know, uh, a good combat system yeah. like that, like For Honor or something like oh, a Knockout yeah. City, where you know you have to you have to like carefully like, oh, what's the opponent gonna do? I gotta meet, match them, meet them, kind of thing. Uh, this looks yeah. really cool. I I for some reason when I, I saw like this on Twitter, I thought this was a multiplayer fencing game. Uh, and that's totally cool that this is a story-driven one, because, again, like, the main character seems really fun, like, you know, Spanish conquistador kind of stuff going on. Uh, mm -hmm. Looks looks like a, like a ton of fun. Yeah, it does. Also, you have, you're, also, like, the main character looks really fun to play as, and I also want to compliment the combat system as well, because it's not just, like, hack and slash. You really have to watch your opponents. You mm -hmm. have to really... It's yeah, it's not like a, you, it's not like, say, Kingdom Hearts, where it's, the joke is press X to win, where you're just, you're just like... You're just like swinging your keyblade wildly. This one, especially with fencing, it's a very careful way of sword fighting because you have to really watch your opponent. I mean, all sword fighting, you have to watch your opponent. But this one, but with this game, they're really going into the the style of fencing where you have to really be careful. You have to anticipate your opponent's next Te move. So like technical. It's more technical. Yeah. To, exactly, yeah. To your point, Ben, like, we, we recently did Mask of Zorro for the real score, which is an episode coming out soon. But when, when we did that, we talked about how, like, they film sword fighting in that as a dance. And mm, I think yes. that the gameplay here is capturing that sense of, like, this is almost like dancing more than just fighting. They're just hitting. Them. And, yeah, right. And that's yeah. just a different style of sword play that you don't see in games. A lot, and they're capturing that cinematic feel. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the the art style. I think it's got a great look to it. Can't wait for this one. That is coming out. Um, who knows when? But there's a demo out now. Lovely. Ooh. Later, yeah, later this year, I think. Oh, another uh, indie indie. Uh, 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 I was gonna say masterpiece because I was so blown away when I first saw this yeah. viewfinder. Yes, I'm so glad you put this on your sparks because I missed this one. But this one looks incredible. Uh, the, 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 the design of it looks really cool. Like this seems like the most complicated thing ever made. And the fact that it's just so seamlessly works is really impressive. Yeah. Um, very much capturing the idea of, of the TikTok trends where you would have like an image and then it would pixelate out and then the image would, uh, change and you'd be somewhere else. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's like you said, making that smoother and more seamless and it's using it for puzzle solving because you will have pictures of things and you can like place stairs in a space and now the stairs from that space as they were exist and now you can traverse up them to solve a puzzle. Uh, this looks really cool. There is a demo out now. Yeah, um, uh, I I think this looks just super super. I don't. Unique. I just don't know how um, Patrick Klepik of of Remap Radio. I think he did an interview with one of the people, but he said that he was talking to these people and he's like, "How did you guys get this to work?" 
And the developer just put his hands in his head, said, you, you have no idea how hard this was. <laughs> and I believe it, because again, it is like, you have to watch this trailer to believe it. It is so seamless, where like, there's no stairs. You have a like black and white photo that you put onto in front of you, and you start moving, and it's just there. Like, the stairs are there, with a different color and everything. It's like, it's so impressive. And the fact that this is an indie game is like, mm -hmm. oh my god, oh my god. Or even just a few seconds ago where they have, like, a window and they just rotate the, the photograph and it's like, oh, hey, you essentially made a bridge to go yeah. to to get across where you need to go. This game, look, it's... I love how when games are so simple, yet they can also be so complicated oh, at yeah. the exact same time. Because there's not a lot going on. It's just, like, you have a camera. You can take pictures. You can use the stuff in the pictures to traverse to solve puzzles. Cool. But at the same time, it's like... You are going to have to be so creative of what to take a photograph of so that way you can solve a puzzle. And I can only assume there's like multiple answers and multiple solutions how to solve puzzles. Just I'm like sure. In Tears of, just like in Tears of the Kingdom with all the puzzles and the shrines. And this game is so inventive, but at the same time, I can only imagine how hard the developers work to make this work. Right. Yeah, this looks definitely like a, like a technical a technical achievement. I'm like, man. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to try this one. Demo, out now. All right, y'all. Let's go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> let's have let's have a hell skate. All right, Anton, this, time your first try. This looked cool on site to me. I was like, oh, okay, so like Tony Hawk stuff, neat. And then I realized that you were doing combat with it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it looks like I didn't notice before, but you're in San Francisco. It looks like, uh, or or maybe L.A. I don't know. That's actually a fake bridge. Maybe I don't know. I just look like the the you know. <laughs> The, 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 that big San Francisco bridge. Anyway, yeah, this is like Tony Hawk meets uh, Melee Combat, but you're a demon with cool yeah. wings. Uh, it's got a great, uh, I, again, like, I love the art style of it. I love, um, like, uh, anytime like a JRPG, like, hate, like, uh, or a game like Hades, where like characters pop up and it's beautiful, like, and like a beautiful uh, uh, rendition of them in like 2D. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to talk. Like, I always love that. Just, you know, old school JRPG stuff, uh, like this right here. Mm -hmm. I think it looks great. You could customize your demon put tattoos on them i'm already in i love customizing mm. i love demons mm -hmm. oh there's bullet hell shit going on what kind of the whole, yeah, doing, a whole bunch of stuff doing combat while skateboarding i think is a really interesting idea and, and like takes the tony hawk style stuff to the next level so Got a big hammer uh, it's really cool yeah and i i do really like the style garland isn't that oh, thing that's a final fantasy villain name garland it is that. it is um Really, it's like, okay, cool. It's like a Tony Hawk clone, where, but you're in hell. That's neat. And then, once again, just like Sparks, I saw the fighting. I was like, what? Oh, I'm too oh look at that. It's a, look at that. It's a, big, it's a big demon on a skateboard. Ben, remember Dark Souls 3? Remember the giant, the skeleton king that you fight in the darkness? Yep. That's that yeah. guy. That's that guy. It does look like, a lot like that guy. Uh, I must say, I don't know how well the combat is going to mix with the skateboarding. And that's just coming from me personally, because when I see a skateboarding game, it's like, oh, I want to play a skateboarding game. I want to skate around. I want to do tricks. I want to do this. I don't want to worry about fighting and health and HP or anything like Word, that. Word, yeah, yeah. But this this also is very inventive, where it's like, yeah, you're in hell, you're skateboarding, but you also got to fight a whole bunch of demons to get out of hell. I'm assuming you're trying to get out of hell. But this is very... This is one of those games where I have to play it. Yeah. To, to see how it feels for sure because looking at it i i want to praise the ingenuity i want to praise how it's di how different it is but i'm just not 100 sure how it's going to work no i feel but you I because do. like what is the gameplay loop of are you are you skateboarding just to skateboard or is your combos actually filling a meter to help you with your combat like does it all fill together or is it just you are skateboarding and you're also attacking people so like that could be a problem but like it does seem I haven't seen like what the you know like the the interfaces fully yet. Uh, like doing Tony stuff, Tony Hawk combos was cool, but like does that does that like 
does that talk to the combat at all? Instead of just being two separate things, you know what I mean? Uh, but mm -hmm. we'll find out. I think it looks looks pretty pretty cool. Let's move it on from hell. Let's go into summer. Bah. <laughs> bah. <laughs> Let's talk about some sheep herding, y'all. Yeah, I, th this is another one that just, like, to me, looks very meditative. Uh, I, I think that the style of it, the art of it, is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and for this type of game, that is something that really draws me in, is just, just this, like, spend some time with this uh, beautiful interpretation of this scenery and, like, the, this this really wide, wide look. Yeah. Uh, I just find really unique, and I can see myself just, like, spending some time chilling out and playing it. Um, so you're you're herding your sheep along, but they definitely like in their in their full developer video. It seems like there is more story that you're going to uncover than just traveling with your sheep. And um, your border collie you're uncovering. Don't forget your border collie. Yes, with your with your border collie. Ten Dogs out of ten. Make ten out of ten. Hundred percent. Every yeah. every game with a dog, automatic um, ten. And they use like uh, drone footage of shepherds herding their sheep as like uh, templates to uh, know what to make this look like. That's awesome. Um, it looks really cool. A folk tale about life loss and livestock. Yeah. That's really cute. <laughs> uh, thoughts, Ben? Um, it just, like you said, Sparks, it looks very relaxing. It, like you, you got a bunch of sheep. You got soft puzzles to get your sheep back into the gate. Yep. Um, what's going to look simple, later levels could probably be very, um, very complicated, or you have to think a little harder to try and figure it out. But, yeah, this looks very chill and relaxing. Oh, God, I can't spell... Whole. I'll try to find that developer trailer real quick, just to see if I had a little more... Let's see. Yeah, the Day of the Devs. Yeah. Let's see. I just want to look at it a little bit more, see a little bit more if I can. Uh, there yeah. we go. We got some... Uh, oh, that's a man? There we go. That's, that's real sheep. That's the, drone, <laughs> yep. that's the part where they're talking about the drone footage, but if you did go back, you would have seen, like, this cavern space. Oh, I did see it for a second. Yeah. yeah. It's very quick. It's very quick. Caverns. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you you are exploring some, like different spaces it's not all just like hills and countryside there's going to be some other places you're going i love it yeah i'm sure it's going to be like a, like an introspective lovely thing yeah sorry mr developer we're moving on i'm excited for summer hill though moving on from summer hill to haunty how mm -hmm. do we oh god yeah this one yeah yeah this is probably one of my most uh, excited ones to talk about. From, Argu from this arguably, test. one of the reasons I was like, we have to record a part two. Yes, um, <laughs> we can't yeah. just like not talk about Haunty. Yeah, this oh, one, yeah. this one blew me away. Not just because of the way it looks, and it looks like nothing I've ever seen before. Which I mean, there probably things have that do have this art, so I just don't see a lot of it. Um, but what you do in the game is really fascinating and really cool. Uh, and I want you to tell me more about it. Yeah, so you are a ghost. Uh, you are in the afterlife, um, both in the sense of like, you it, you are mixing between being in the afterlife in the sense of being in reality uh, and dead. And so like you are slowly uncovering like things within the environment by interacting with them through haunting the environment. Uh, and then also traversing into like, the grander afterlife um, beyond uh, the mortal plane. And I really love the interpretation of this idea of ghosts not really knowing where they are until they're directly affecting an object and like how that spreads out your understanding of where what you're doing and where you are. And this idea, like the, the, the fun idea of like ghosts unintentionally haunting uh, just because they don't have a full concept of where they are. It's not out of in malice. Relation to, yeah. yeah, in relation mm -hmm. to reality. Uh, I think that's really cool. And then just the art styles, absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the gameplay loop of you like uh, possessing items 
and other and like objects and mushrooms, trees, people, and you don't know what's gonna happen at first is really cool. It's basically a game of like haunting experimentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's incredibly yeah. cool to me. That like, oh, I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen if I jump in this mushroom. Oh, it'll it'll jump me to Maybe another it mushroom. Does parts of the map like this yes. with all that depth? It's it's insane. It looks it looks stunning. Like like this 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 is like a like. This looks like a, a damn good indie game. Uh, looks uh, like an Escher painting right there. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Haunty. Yeah. Coming uh, 2024 yeah. to everything, I, th- I, thankfully. I want to say that this is a very... When you see when you hear the title Haunty, you're like, oh, no, you're good. It's, you think spooky game, right? Now, it's got it's got some spooky vibes. That's what I would say. It has some spooky vibes. It's spooky, but it's not super spooky. Yeah, spooky. spooky that's, that's really good. Yeah. And it, it's not malicious. It's not like haunt things... Not to scare people, not to freak people out, but it's like, oh, no, you just need to haunt items to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Or, like, this part is like, oh, you can haunt uh, this stone head to move it so you can um, unlock a, a gateway. Or it's all about puzzle-solving traversal. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of... I mean, there's, like, some combat, but there's it's not very prominent to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And also the story, I think, is wholesome. It's not like, oh, I'm dead, I need to get... It's like I, I, it's not like a ghost going through the motions of like not believing they're dead. It's just, oh, I have a ghost friend and I want to get back to her. Yeah, man, this and I want to get back to my ghost friend and they get separated. And it's like, no, where's my ghost friend? And your whole and the whole point is for you to find your ghost friend again. I'm so curious, like what how the structure of the game is like, is it is it level based? Is it like like semi open world? Are we like doing like the, the different zones like a cult of the lamb? Like I'm so curious like what the loop of the game is because like yeah, cause it looks you, so good because you you go a lot of places. Yeah, so it's really. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it's like if it's like it is narrative uh, driven, um, where you're just going to a lot of different places in in in. It in feels line. almost like it has to be. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I said uh, the last time we talked about this that. Um, this feels to me like what Cult of the Lamb was last Summer Games Fest, where it's like, yeah, this is kind of like the standout. Everyone's going to be really interested in this yeah, yeah, yeah. this indie game. Um, I think this is the one for this coming year. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, is it this year? It's coming 2024. 2024, all right. Well, yeah. I bet you there'll be a demo available sometime soon, I bet. Hope so. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, we're Very moving excited. on to the final two, the final two trailers of the showcase, and they're both take place in the stars. Let's talk about Starfield first. This, my friends, is Bethesda's Bethesda, Bethesda Softworks, uh, uh, the creators of Fallout and Skyrim. Their first new IP in 25 years, and it's really exciting because this really does look like a big next step for this for this developer. And I've liked all their games, but they are certainly a company that has, despite making really good games, has been stagnant because they've been using the same engine and the same the same software for like over a decade. The same game, the same stuff they were using on Skyrim, they're doing on Fallout four years later, right? Like there's no there's no progression. Uh, as a studio, right? Like you can only go so high when you're using old old technology, right? So they have a new a new animation software, new uh, 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 like a new engine, all this new stuff. This is like a basically a literally brand new game for them, and I think it looks great. Uh, I am a big big fan, as everyone knows, of oh big open world games, big games where you can customize whether it's a character or your ship or any of the bases, or the dozens of bases you can have, the dozens of ships you can have. You can create them and customize them however you want. 
this is also just a giant open world role playing game, and that's what Bethesda uh, they are the masters of that, creating whatever character. Do you want to be you want to be a mercenary? Do you want to be a pirate? Do you want to be a good guy, a bad guy? Do you want to use melee? Do you want to talk your way to fights? Any character you want to create, like they they are they come from the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Like this is Morrowind, but like it's all stems from you know intelligence, strength, dexterity, all that shit still. So like this looks like the next big thing. Uh, they are calling it. And I don't believe them. But they're calling it the most important RPG ever made. And I just, I, I play too many games to believe that. But I think this looks really, really impressive. Especially if you watched the full hour presentation. Which I didn't expect or I need you guys to do. But uh, I am so, I am so locked into this game. Uh, the aesthetic of of it being in the future. But it's not about crazy aliens. Like there are alien planets. But it's not about... It's not about, uh, you know, it's not Mass Effect. This is about uh, humans and the remnants of NASA trying to figure out what's going on in the universe. Like, NASA is like a, it's like a small thing. Like, they've been, they're doing their own thing out in space trying to, trying to, like, save the world for whatever reason. We don't know yet. Uh, but, like, NASA's actually involved in this game. They actually help them create, like, what, what would spacesuits look like 200 years in the future? You know, like, mm -hmm. realistically. Uh, so, like, this is the most, they've said it, this is, like, the most realistic future that we could have while still being fun and fantastical. But it has, like, a base in realism, kind of like Star Trek. So, I'm sold 2 million percent. I'm curious uh, what you guys think about Starfield. Yeah, I really, really, I really admire it. I'll, I'll say that because, like, I know that just, you know, Skyrim, Fallout 4, those have never been games that I've been able to really get myself into. Yeah. Um, but I admire the work here. This has the best shot of getting me into it because it's it's all the space stuff, which interests me uh, just more. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like in the, the full development thing that they had, uh, they're talking about, you know, choosing your traits and your alliances and all these kinds of things that inform on your backstory and some things that, like, they are retroactively, like, expanding on that you don't even know about yourself or your, like, yes, relations yes, yes. that you're going to uncover by interactions in the game. And yes, I'm like, this I, is really cool I want to give an example, yeah. So, like, so like just like uh, in other Bethesda games, like, you create, like, oh, like, what kind of background do you have? You know, are you, are you come from a rich family, a poor family? Are you a spacer? That kind of thing. Like, all of, all of those choices you make will impact your character for the rest of the game without you even knowing it. Like, if you pick, oh, you know, I was born on a poor planet and I didn't do all the stuff. Like, you know, I, I wasn't part of the Earth Federation or whatever. Like, people will recognize that. Like, oh, like, I see you don't come from here. You don't know our customs or blah, blah, blah. Like, small little things impact your character all the time. And that's what Bethesda, again, has been so good at for decades. Like, character stuff. Character stuff is what, and role-playing is the strongest aspect of Bethesda games. It's never been combat. Their combat has always been serviceable to good. This is the first time where I think the combat actually looks good. The, the shooting has weight to it. Uh, you got jump jets and jump, uh, and like, jump packs. Uh, and, like, they show, like, force powers at the end, which is an entire new, like, okay, so now you're telling me there is magic space shit happening in this game at the very end of this hour-long demonstration? <laughs> this game's already so packed. You can't throw force powers at me. Uh, I'm just, like, I'm just so, uh, I'm so thrilled. Uh, uh, Ben, I want to hear, uh, what, you, what do you think about, uh, dinosaurs in space? <laughs> dinosaurs in space. That was a cool looking dinosaur. Uh, that was a cool looking dinosaur. I really hope this game is good. I really hope it. I mean, just looking at the footage, the game does look fantastic. Um, the only really main line Bethesda game I tried, I played for like, say 10 plus hours with Skyrim. And I just, for some reason, I just could not get into Skyrim. Mm -hmm. I tried, I just really couldn't get into it. I don't know what it was. But I do hope that this is a win for Xbox players. This is a win for Bethesda. Yes. Because this is a huge undertaking. All the stuff they're promising is very, like, it's out there. It's like, you're promising all this stuff. 
and okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, so, it's been. I I, most, I, I will it's, not say, or I will say, this game does look stunning. Oh yeah, the game looks stunning. Um, the combat actually, like the first person shooter combat, does look really inter- does look very interesting. But also, with with Bethesda games or with all the stuff that you can use Ooh. to customize. Because I saw like bits and pieces of how you can customize your own ship. You can customize, of course, your character and do all sorts of other cool stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm just not 100% sure if this game is going to be for me. Oh, yeah, sure. But it, but also, I just hope it's good. I hope players be like, yo, this game is fantastic. I'm like, oh, great. Hell yeah, I love to hear it. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, it's, they've been working on this game. This is the longest development cycle they've had for any of their games. Fallout 4 came out in 2015. We're almost a decade into this them making this game, so like, uh, uh, I'm not worried that it's at least not going to be good. I know it's probably going to be good because they don't make bad games; they always make good, at least good games. Uh, but I do have a good feeling about this one because again, the way that everyone's talking about it, like everyone on the team seems to have like this energy. Not that they don't have energy for the other projects, of course, but like this being a new thing, everyone's really jazzed about it. Um, and it being you know on the PS5, like this is the best looking game they've ever made too. So like it just seems like a full win for Bethesda. And I'm just I'm so pumped. Yeah. I'm so excited. And well, you mean you mean. This being on the Xbox. Sorry, yes, being on the Xbox, yeah. But, like, being a... Sorry, you're right. Uh, uh, but being next generation, like, them actually utilizing hardware that they haven't used before to make it look good and not something that's 10 years old, even though it just came out. And uh, it, I know you highlighted it last time, but just the gameplay itself looks like it's more engaging yeah. than previous Bethesda yeah. games have, and that part of that is because of changes in software Absolutely, and things yeah. like that. Uh, just everything... everything uh, uh, has got a fresh new coat of paint on, on Bethesda's what they do. So, like, if they just keep doing what they do, uh, this game was going to be good. But now the fact that they actually have better technology, like, I'm so I'm so excited. You could say what's new and great about this comes from software. Oh, if only this were a Dark Souls in space. <laughs> Speaking of space, the final frontier. Ben, did you watch this 10-minute trailer? Please tell me you did. Yes, I Thank did. Thank the gods. Because <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws is here, y'all. Um... And, uh, like, we all like Star Wars. Um, uh, we don't all always love open-world games, but I think this looks phenomenal. Uh, just like Starfield, this looks like it has great combat, great uh, so space combat, uh, great, uh, just probably going to be great customization. The character stuff looks great. Um, there's role-playing choices, like, giant open-world with vehicle stuff. I'm like, damn, this looks like a Star Wars game. How are you guys feeling? Mm-hmm. Oh, this looks like a Star Wars game that so many people have been aching for. People have been wanting. It's um, it doesn't involve Jedi. It doesn't involve. It involves bounty hunters. It involves the crime syndicate. It takes place between episodes four and six, the, uh, five and the six, Pikes. As far as the Pikes, who we recently saw in Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to deal with the pikes. You have to deal with all these crime bosses. Like later on, you see that Mon Calmari crime boss, and you have a chance to either bribe an imperial officer or don't. And next thing you know, because your your action, it's one of those things where actions have consequences. Yeah. So I could uh, I could see that this is be the game where if you make a choice, you you like make a save right before a cutscene. Oh yeah. And then you go and then you go. You make a certain choice. It's like, I don't know if I want that. And then you reload your other, your older save to try the different choice to see if if it's different. Um, fun, like, graphics-wise, this game looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. This game looks absolutely great. And also, later on the trailer, you get to the, the ship combat or the, the air, to, the surface of the world to outer space. That is something that people have been wanting because when the original Battlefront 3 was coming out, they were like, yeah, we're going to have like planet-to-space combat where you're going to be able to traverse up and down worlds. 
And yeah, like, and yeah, it's a hiding loading screen, but it's so good. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. The only other game I've played in my lifetime that does this is No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. where that is a game mm-hmm. where you can go to a thousand planets and never have a loading screen from surface to air. But also that's doing completely different thing. That's all procedurally generated and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think this looks, looks just radical, man. Like, I love, uh, I love games... Uh, like we all play God of War, we're like, oh, this person has an elemental defense, so I have to change my weapon to defeat them, right? There, she has a blaster that can't shoot through shields, so she has to change the ammo in her blaster to shoot the shield. Mm-hmm. That's just really, really cool. And I know we're gonna get so many more of those types of abilities. You got your little axolotl, I think that's what they're called, uh, uh, like little mm-hmm. like alien version uh, companion who can distract enemies, hurt enemies, like push buttons for you. That's um, that's one of the things is like you know what we were seeing up to this point is is the options of using the pet uh, friend to either attack someone or press a button, you know, like you, you get to strategize how you want to move through an environment. And like, there's so many things at play that you can utilize, like the tanks that we saw them blow up, mm-hmm. um, how you decide to engage with it. The fact that there will be like so much, like you can go through a thing in your own way. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really exciting. And, and we haven't really had that kind of variety and versatility in a star Wars game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the, the o- we haven't had open world Star Wars game. Jedi Survivor is not open world. No. That that is like open zone where you go right. to different zones. This is yeah. a this is an open world where you're going to multiple planets. Where like it is the ultimate version of what you want Jedi Survivor to be, kind of. Um, and again, that's not disparaging the game. That's just a different type of game it's making. Um, I'm just like. like do you have like you have this is a Red Dead Redemption Dead Eye where you can like you can uh, uh, use an ability and like shoot multiple people. That's great. Um, this is made by Massive, um, who made The Division which is a uh, massive multiplayer Destiny-like game, right? Uh, so they have experience making these huge-ass games, um, but now they're just like, hey, do that, but for just one person. And when you can dedicate all your time to doing this kind of thing instead of a live service game, I think this looks insane. Yeah. Uh, and again, we haven't even gotten to, like, Ben, stuff you mentioned with, like, the uh, the role-playing aspects of choosing to bribe an Imperial officer or not, the space stuff. Um, it just looks like a, a full, a full game. And we don't even know what the story is yet. Uh, I, I can certainly speak high praise to this game on the fact that um, my wife has not... She's a huge Star Wars fan, but she has not been encouraged enough to want to watch me play through Jedi Survivor or anything like that. Sure. But she wants to... She loves the look of this. Yeah. She wants to watch this game. Yeah, I love our... Uh, uh, K Vess, I think that's the character's name. Yeah. Uh, she's cool. Uh, I love the the creative team for this game is is a queer creative team too. So like she's probably gonna be cool. Uh, uh, I love the droid. Uh, people seem to really love that sexy droid. I guess. Um, Hell yeah. Why I not? just uh, oh yeah, he's got like a uh uh damage in the middle. We're not. He's wearing a trench a trench coat basically. That's pretty cool. Uh, I just man, I'm just so excited. Uh, you you mentioned the time period. Like I love my mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars stuff is is not just because it's original trilogy, but it is like regular people, bounty hunter, scoundrel stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Not having force powers, you know, I like that stuff, but like, this is this is truly the Star Wars game that I have been waiting for. Um, and if it lets me, uh, like, I don't want to like be like a baby murderer, but like, if it lets me be a bad guy, I don't, like, the last time I, that got, I got to do that was like in Knights of the Republic, where I got to be a bad Jedi. And like, yeah. I love games that let me make the choice I want. And like, have we ever seen a female Mon Calamari before? No. That's awesome, and she's a bad guy. Not, not in like a focus as a character. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's really cool. I just, I'm, I'm so thrilled that we're gonna be focusing on just like the scoundrel side of the Republic or the, the Star Wars universe. Um, I hope that means we get to see all of our favorite homeboys. I gotta be honest with you, because like for a second I thought it was who was gonna be at this table. Oh yeah. I kind of hope that we get some appearance from Iden Versio. 
Yeah, that makes sense. This is this would this be is when perfect. she's still Imperial. Yeah, this is pre yeah, pre six. Yeah. That'd be so dope, dude. Like Inferno Squad comes to take you mm-hmm. out. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um let's see, let's move on, because like we talked about let's just go to some of the space stuff real quick, because it also looks incredible. Um yeah. the fact that you can get, you know, any planet, you just go from from surface to air is really cool. Um this definitely reminds me, uh this, this is not this is gonna sound negative, but like this is not the most impressive space combat I've ever seen, and I play a lot of like space games. Like No Man's Sky has has better space combat, but it's also much more of a focus of the game is the space combat. Uh, this looks really, really good yeah. and very serviceable, and that's not a bad thing because uh, right. I don't think you're gonna be spending as much time in space as you are on the ground. Right. Um, but yeah. that's to say, like they didn't. This doesn't look awful. It looks it looks good. Right. The I fact agree. that they even included space combat to me is a treat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you can definitely see this game as, oh, you just hop. It's like just about you just hop from planet to planet. You oh. don't pilot the, man- you do- don't pilot the, the L- mantis. You don't do a whole bunch of other stuff. But Look in the actually- top left. Look in the top left. It's uh, uh, the, the Imperial thing is a loading screen. I just noticed this. Hold on. Sorry. Continue, Ben. That's why I just wanted to show that. You see that? Oh, oh, you can't see it on my sc- on your screen. I don't think. No, I could I could see it. I on actually, yours, okay. I think that's like your I think that's your wanted level, kind of like in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, because you're leaving a star system that's going down. Right. Oh, Ben, that's even better than I thought it was. That's yeah. even better. It like how much have you alerted the Imperials? Oh, that's all. Yeah. Presence? The wanted system thing that it flashes yeah. big red. Oh, that's a, such a cool mm-hmm. a cool uh, look to it. Love it. Yeah, Love I it. think I think yeah, you're very is... correct about that, Ben. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. What I was what I was trying to say was the fact that they even included space combat is is I once again it's a treat because you don't because with a lot of these Star Wars games you don't really get space combat a whole lot I mean unless it's Battlefront but that's Battlefront's different this is like an actual ex, let's explore let's go let's go hunt down let's do some jobs let's go hunt down let's go let's meet with some scum and villainy and the fact that they didn't have to put space combat but I'm so glad they did because it does look pretty good. I mean, it looks like, like you said, Ryan, there is better space combat, but it looks decent. And they didn't have to put it in it, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. I just wanted to get some of the music a little bit because it's, it's. Oh, it's so good. Mm. I don't want to get copyrighted. Oh, my God. The, dude, this may be like Jedi Survivor has a good theme. This might be my favorite Star Wars theme that I've heard. That's not the original movies. Like, I think the dun, 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 I think that's like. That should just be in a movie. It's that good. Yeah. I love it. I think it's like it pumped me up so hard that final like little montage. Uh, I'm just 2024, baby. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. Agreed. Agreed. I think this looks like a really encouraging next next video game for Star Wars. Hell yeah. Which is I great because we've like been how... nervous for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I kind of like how they took the solo logo and made it their own. Sure. Oh, sure. Uh, well, also, like, it, it is a, like, kind of reverse of Rebels as well. Like, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. like, it's like, you know, we're, the, we're this is about the outlaws. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm into it. I'm so into it. Yep, I'm into it, too. Um, I cannot wait. This game looks fantastic. Love it. Well, we're going to leave the stars, y'all. We're going to take us back, back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> That's an Eminem lyric. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you guys for doing this part, too. I'm so glad we got to do it. Absolutely. Uh, because I really wanted to talk about that Star Wars game, and we didn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also I didn't watch the trailer for it because I, I was actually surprised that the Star Wars trailer wasn't on there the first time we did this. We, I was like, we oh. goofed. Yeah, like I, I definitely I missed it, but like the fact that like he also missed it, and like I figured like someone would bring up like I guess it's because it's so like everyone probably saw it already. Or at least I thought they did. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, I just didn't think about it. But we're here now. And, and also, like like we said in part one, there was like 500 plus games being announced for Summer Game Fest. There's just it's like too many games. It's true. So but Outlaws, Outlaws was definitely one of the really exciting ones, mm-hmm. um, especially for a AAA title. Yeah. 
2024 oh, yeah. is going to be a very good year. Yeah. We got oh, some yeah. we got some really good games coming up. I mean this year also is This year has been a banger. But I like, think I think we are like uh, others have said it like you know we really are seeing like the fruits of the uh the lull from the pandemic. Yeah, those like, games are coming out. A lot of out. big games that have been in development for a while mm-hmm. that have been wanted to come out like we're starting to get them and they're looking a plus yeah. incredible. Yeah, like, uh, uh, I mean, you know, Zelda, FF16, Starfield, like Spider-Man, like all these games are finally coming out after after so long. So it's like, it's a re- good, good time to be a gamer, I'd say. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think uh, well, I think you can take us out of here, Benjamino. Yeah, that'll do it. So this has been part two with Summer Games Fest 2023. I have been Ben Magnet, and over there, that's Ryan Eliopoulos. Yo. And Sparks Witty. Hello. And, of course, you can catch us all hosting the Fake Nerd Podcast, which goes live every Sunday at around, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock, give or take, mm-hmm. right here on, on YouTube. And also you can catch the Rewind listening to us audio. You can catch this listening to audio if you're watching it. Cool. If you're listening to it, well, I would highly recommend checking the video portion because there are some really cool trailers that we're showing. So go ahead and check that out. Mm-hmm. And also go and also the fake nerd podcast website is up and running once again. Whee! It's here. It's alive. Go ahead. Fake nerd That is the hub for all things fake nerds. You can get stuff to basement arcade, basement arcade pause menu, um, the book club, cinephiles, the real score, all the stuff just are links to our Patreon, our T public are there. And of course you could find me on the internet at Ben Magnet 27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, And you could also find me writing for fusion gaming magazine, old school gamer magazine, go Nintendo.com and playing Mary Frankenstein on Dean dark, Ryan sparks. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me, Ryan Leopolis at DJ Tony Stark, six, one, six, just, just patiently super excited to build just dozens of different spaceships in Starfield because I love making stuff in video games. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. And of course, to give this video a like, subscribe to the channel. Until next time, everyone, unpause. Oh, you're not even in the in here, bro. <clears throat> you're not even in the game. EA Sports. It's in the game. Uh, God, I remember when EA Sports was fun with them when they were good. <laughs> well, I don't think I EA remember. Sports exists anymore. Uh, I, I think it's just it's just like Madden. Like, I mean, I guess technically, like, I don't know. Yeah, they don't think as many sports games. I should say. Nah, because the their big money maker is Madden. But you, because I think they lost the the rights to a bunch of other sports titles. Oh, that's true. Like MMA and like, yeah, yeah. FIFA, I think. Maybe. Yeah. If, oh no, they still have the FIFA license. I think the FIFA license and the Madden license are the big money makers. But I think they lost the NHL license. They lost the NBA license. Mm. Well, Madden's enough. Oh, excuse me. We can watch that yeah, that yeah. Will Ferrell movie that they're making about John Madden football. They're making a movie about John Madden football? So, Ben, they're not just making a, a, like a biopic about John Madden. They're making a biopic about John Madden and how he got into video games and Madden became, like, the biggest sports franchise in video games. It's not even about John Madden. It's about the video games. 
Wow. That's where we're at in, in popular culture of making <clears throat> things into movies. Wow. Don't make a movie a movie about the, the man, make them about the video games where all it is is just the guy the 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 head of EA at the time traveling with John Madden from city to city or when he was doing Monday Night Football and just be like, hey, I want to do a video game. And he's like, all right, cool. Make sure it's just 11 on 11. Make sure it's not 7 on 7 because you got to make it popular because football games at the time, they didn't have the full teams on the field. But yeah. that's yeah. Well, then it what was, if instead of that short story you told us, we watched a two-hour movie about it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. No. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump. Let's just let's dive into video games. 